listening to Gleanings, the monthly newsletter from Strategies at Work, podcast edition, March 1st, 2010. Upcoming events. The Strategic Life Alignment Seminar. Struggling to find meaning, purpose, and satisfaction in life? Everyone does, but few have answers. This seminar will equip you with tools and a methodology for discerning your life purpose. Don't miss this opportunity to learn biblical principles that will help you discover your destiny. Peace, joy, and satisfaction will be yours only if you find and fulfill your life purpose. This event will be presented in both live and virtual settings. See the website strategieswork.com for details on upcoming events. The BTS Seminar Financial Management 1 Because we live in God's universe, to have success we must obey His rules, including the rules for the workplace. So what are God's rules for managing financial matters? Most of the teaching on finance is from the world. There is a dearth of teaching on this critical topic from a biblical worldview. Financial Management 1 is the first installment in the Financial Management series and is designed to give you more insight and wisdom as to how to manage finances based on a biblical worldview. Full of practical tips, this teaching will transform your understanding of financial management and lay the foundation for unprecedented success in your life. This event will be presented in both live and virtual settings. The next live event will be a seminar held on April 23, 2010 in Plano, Texas. The next webinar will be held June 7th, 14th, and 21st, 2010. See strategieswork.com for details. The Strategic Life Alignment Alumni Event The journey to find and fulfill your life purpose is challenging. There will be many obstacles. From time to time, everyone needs encouragement and fresh insight. The Strategic Life Alignment Alumni Event is designed specifically for this purpose. Come meet with others who are on the same journey seeking the will of God for their lives. This event will be presented in both live and virtual settings. The next live event will be held June 25th and 26, 2010 in Plano, Texas. The topic will be Advisors and Life Plan. The next webinar will be held in September 2010. See StrategiesWork.com for details. These are challenging economic times. There is much fear in the world. Now more than ever, people need to understand the power of building their lives on Christ. Only faith in Christ can provide sustained victory over fear. If you need help in learning how to walk with Christ, Strategies at Work has consultants in various parts of the world. These consultants are equipped to help you grow in Christ and to find and fulfill your divinely ordained life purpose. Please contact them or contact the Strategies at Work home office if you would like our help. See the website strategieswork.com for details. And now Dr. Chester brings us the message titled, Tribute to a Friend. In the nearly 10 years that I've been writing the Gleanings newsletter, only one time have I dedicated a newsletter to honor a deceased person. That occasion was the passing of my father in April of 2008. The May 2008 newsletter was written as a tribute to him. This past month, I received the news that one of my clients, Monty Merrill, died. The news of his passing was stunning and shocking. How could this be? He was a relatively young man at 42 years of age. Monty had no known health issues and was not overweight. He exercised and watched his diet. Nevertheless, on Tuesday, February 9, 2010, a massive heart attack ended his physical life. The question is why? Why would God take a man who was maturing and growing so well and was about to enter the prime of his life? A man devoted to living a biblical worldview in every area of life. 
A man who had made such wonderful progress in his marriage and family. A man who had resuscitated a broken company from the brink of collapse and restored it to a growing successful enterprise by applying biblical principles. A respected leader in his church and community. A man who, alongside his wife Heather, was a refuge of hope and healing for so many. Why did he have to die of a massive heart attack so prematurely? The question is vexing, and from a human perspective, there is no satisfying answer. But if we look at it from God's perspective, perhaps we can find at least some comfort and solace. Let's begin by noting that God's view of death is very different from ours. When the Lord declared in Isaiah 55 verses 7 and 8 that his thoughts and ways are different from ours, he meant it. Consider God's view of death. The death of his people is expressed in Psalm 116, verse 15. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Few of us view death as something precious. We humans generally view it as something negative, something very bad. In fact, we view it as as extremely bad. It creates a variety of emotions in us, mostly negative, such as shock, dread, depression, fear, and anger, just to name a few. But to God, the creator of all things, including each human being, death is not something bad. It simply marks the end of our earthly journey and our entrance to the next phase of life. Remember the words that Jesus spoke to Martha in John 11, verse 25, regarding the death of her brother Lazarus. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. Physical death is not the end. It is not to be dreaded, but rather it is simply a door, an entrance into the next life for those who know Christ. To further support God's optimistic view of physical death, note what Christ said as recorded in Luke 12, verses 4 and 5. I tell you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, and after that can do no more. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after the killing of the body, has power to throw you into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Physical death should hold no fear for us. However, we should fear the eternal punishment of hell, also known as the second death and lake of fire. See Revelation 20, verses 14 and 15. Consider also what the Apostle Paul said about physical death. Note his words in Philippians 1.21. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. How could Paul view physical death as better than physical life? Particularly if he was living for Christ. Clearly Paul had matured to the point where he viewed physical death as God did. Not as something bad but it's a transition to something even more precious than walking with Christ while on earth, actually being in the presence of Christ. Hence, from a biblical perspective, physical death is not something to dread or fear. It is part of God's creation. Physical death marks the end of our assignment here on earth and the beginning phase of the next life. If we embrace a biblical view of physical death, then we can see that God's assignment for Monty on earth was concluded. Those who knew and loved him will miss him, but we can take comfort in the truth that God has a plan and purpose for both the physical birth and the physical death of everyone. God determines our beginning and our end according to his sovereign pleasure. Isaiah 46 verses 9-11 through 11. 
Furthermore, as his humble servants, we have no right to protest his sovereign will. So with sadness, sobriety, and humility, I say goodbye to Monty for now. And I say thank you for the example that you left us. To help us process this loss, consider some lessons that we can learn from Monty's life so that we can live more faithfully for the Lord until our divinely appointed exit time arrives. Number one, the importance of a solid marriage. For those called to marriage, which is most of us, our marriage is the foundation from which we live our lives. How we relate to our spouses is a picture of how we relate to God. Monty learned this lesson and was faithful to continually seek to grow in his relationship with Heather. Number two, the importance of a biblical worldview of work. When Monty retained my consulting services, he was reeling from the competitive pressure due to the entrance of Lowe's and Home Depot into his market. The business stress drove him to participate in the business leadership school sponsored by Strategic Christian Services and to some of my training venues as well. From these, he learned a biblical view of business, which he faithfully applied. As a result, his business, which was on the verge of collapse, emerged with new strength and focus, providing wonderful personalized service to his customers that neither Lowe's nor Home Depot could offer. Number three, the importance of spiritual food. Monty was very committed to growing spiritually. To do this, he knew that he must feed on spiritual food. Without hesitation, he invested his time, talent, and treasure in spiritual food. In addition to the BLS training and the training from Strategies at Work, he recently attended a two-week school where he learned how to minister to people through healing prayer. Few people would take two weeks out of their lives and pay the fee to gain this training. The importance of helping others. Monty and Heather were very generous with their resources their time, talents, and treasure. Frequently, they would invite hurting people to stay in their homes for weeks or months at a time. While in their home, these people received loving, nurturing care and a call to biblically-based living. Furthermore, frequently, Monty and Heather would sacrificially give so that others could attend training events and receive precious spiritual food. Undoubtedly, Monty and Heather experienced the reality that it is better to give than to receive. Acts 20, verse 35. And finally, the importance of perseverance. Though Monty clearly grew, it was not easy. There were many battles along the way, but he never gave up. His resolve and determination to stay the course were admirable. He never abandoned his commitment to the Lord and a biblical worldview. Through his perseverance, he conquered much and gained many victories. There is no doubt that I am a better man for knowing Monty Merrill. And just as I had the privilege of teaching him, He taught me. During the rest of my life, I will miss him, but I will see him again. I think the words of King David spoke regarding the the death of his first son by Bathsheba are appropriate to describe my feelings about Monty's passing. I will go to him, but he will not return to me. 2 Samuel 12, verse 23. When Monty passed through physical death and met the Lord, I have no doubt that he was able to say, what Jesus said in John 17:4 I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do Monty completed his race although none of us knew it and Monty didn't know it 
until February 9th. And I know that when Monty reported for duty in heaven, that he heard the words spoken to the faithful servant in the parable of the Minas in Luke 19, verse 17. Well done, my good servant, because you have been trustworthy in a very small matter. Take charge of ten cities. I am confident that Monty will be ruling ten cities in the age to come. Well done, my friend. You will be missed. <laughs>